And the King of Glory will rise. Friends, we're seeing him rise. What a, what a time we're living in. I think we got something to sing about. <laughs> I love it. And I'm, I'm just so grateful. If I could be a Christian, the prophet would say, in any age, this is the age I would want. Forget Laodicea. Forget every perverted spirit. What about the promise we have? We ought to thank God for that. Well, we're looking for a great time in the presence of the Lord tonight. Good to be together. Good to have our youth ministering to us. I think it's wonderful when we see young men, young women rising up. We've got different brothers doing different things that begin to lead songs and begin to contribute and begin to do things. And we're grateful for it. Grateful for Brother Andrew and, and what, what he's been doing and just good to see the little window we had this morning into a couple of countries, really both of them in different stages of development. Brother Harold, there was a time Uganda was exactly like Ethiopia is. And Brother Harold went and just by faith planted the seed. One plants, one waters, another one reaps. But it's all the work of God. So glad to see these things. Amen. little window into Uganda. If you ever need to, you go and go on the Cloverdale website. You can see the beginnings. They have a little video on Uganda, part one, and then they have a part two. And the work of God, that's a, that's a tremendous thing. 
And whatever God's going to do in the other countries, let's be a part of it. Let's be a part of the end time commission. What God has ordained. We're all called. Listen, it's, it's not just, well, I'll put some money in ties. No, let's, get, let's have a burden. Let's, let's all work together. Let's see God doing everything on every hand. I think that's wonderful. Brother Andrew, God bless you. We've dedicated today just to expanding our vision a little bit into the mission field, into other areas of the world. We've got a couple of young men here that also traveled, maybe not so much in what we call a mission field, but yet at the same time they traveled. I always think of this quote in the message, Things That Are To Be, Brother Ram said, Now we know this is the day of salvation where God is calling men from the world, from a life of sin to a life of service. We're all part of that. And he said, as I begin to get old, and I know my days are numbered, and I know that there are young men that can take this message and sweep it to the coming of the Lord. If he doesn't come in my generation, which I'm hoping to see him, I watch for him daily, keeping myself prepared for him. Well, I'm thankful that the message carries on. Every generation has its revival. we got two young men with us, part of our church. One's Brother John. We appreciate what God has done in his life. The growth that we've seen, the contribution in, in many different parts of the, the assembly here, the stability, we appreciate him. Brother John, God bless you. We appreciate you. And I just am thankful. And, you know, he's come a long way from, from where he played church in his living room with, uh, with Josh and with Rebecca. You know, he was, he, back then he was the preacher. And, and, you know, they, 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 had one, they had church order down pat, though. They would never let Rebecca minister or lead songs. The only thing she could do was just play the piano. But, but the John would minister. Josh, I don't know if you ever did. But, but, <laughs> but Brother John would minister, and he would start yelling. And what are you yelling about? What are you trying to do? I'm just trying to be Brother Harold. <laughs> I'm just saying what they said. So <laughs> anyway, we're grateful. He's going to give a little report on the trip for the first part of the service. And then after that, we're going to have Brother Maxwell, young man who's been here for a couple of years. He's had a walk with God. He's had an experience with God, and I believe has a call on his life. And so I, what I appreciate, Brother Maxwell, I appreciate him just waiting and waiting on his gift. He's had some calls to go minister. Lord willing, next week he's going to Saskatchewan to minister up in, uh, in, in the... Um, what area are you going to there? To the reservations. You're going, he's going to the, the church there, yeah. So, but I appreciate the respect he's shown. And even before he went, he said, Brother Ed, would this be, you know what? God bless somebody who, who understands. And you know, when somebody goes out, we want him to go out with God's blessing from here. We want him to go out with the prayers. That's what we want in every areas of our life. We want, we want everything we do, we want it to be open with the blessing of God on our lives. Amen. Let's just sing a chorus and, or let's sing a song that we're going to do tonight. Wasn't that love? Wasn't that love? And Brother John come and we're just going to turn the service to these brothers. In the town of Bethlehem, God came down to visit man. Oh, wasn't that love? Wasn't that love? Yeah. 
love, wasn't that love? Wasn't that love that he came down from heaven, came down to save you and me? God bless you. Thank you to the musicians. We'll go right into the report. How many appreciated the youth music tonight? Amen. I can work myself out of a job. It's good. I'm so happy to see all of the, the young people and all of the playing music and taking roles. I think it's so cool to see. So I appreciate it. The opportunity, Brother Ed. And um, it's so good to see. If we can turn to just one quick verse as we go into the, a quick report. I'm going to go fast. My job is to just warm everything up and let the preacher take his spot in a couple of minutes. So Acts 14, verse 27. Acts 14, verse 27. Sorry, Brother Mark, I never gave this to you at all. And this is just the scripture for a report like this, why, they would, why you would do this. And it says, when they were come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. So it was something scriptural. There was some believers that went out and did some work and did something, and then they came back and they rehearsed to the church what God did. So we just want to, you can have your seats. And if Brother Mark, if you can turn on the, the PowerPoint. So we went for about 13 days um, to Europe. So we were in... We started in Germany. No, we didn't at all. I'm nervous, as you can tell. <laughs> we started in Ireland. <laughs> then we went to Germany. And then we ended up, uh, the goal was ultimately to end up in a youth camp in Belgium. But we wanted to start. Brother Max has family in Ireland. So we, we started by visiting there. Um, and it was, we, I want to thank you for your prayers. We could, I believe we both say you, we could feel them. You could feel that people are praying. You, you just see how situations work together so well. And, you have the energy, you have the strength, just things, are, you just know that people are praying, and it's a, it's a strange feeling until you've experienced it, but we appreciate every bit of prayer, every bit of text that came in, everyone to say that we're thinking of you, we're praying for you, how are you doing? It's, it's always appreciated, so. Many people sent their greetings back. I don't know who they all were. Um, I don't remember who they all were, <laughs> but God bless you from Ireland, from Germany, to, from Belgium. Many people come up to you and, God bless you, greet the people, and they never introduced themselves, so I still don't know who they were, but... But there's many greetings that went back. And so the people, there's, there's a connection. People would know Brother Harold. People would know Brother Ed. People would know the church. And so there's a, the presence around the world. Um, we'll go with, we'll start, we'll go to the next slide if we can. Um, so we, we first went to Ireland. Um, so here's Brother Maxwell's family. We'll introduce you to Brother Maxwell. There, let's see if I have a pointer. No. So there's. Brother Max's family, um, we stayed with them, and they were very hospitable, amazing food, amazing hospitality. Um, Brother Maxwell Sr., Brother Max's mom, Sister Comfort, um, his sister Angel, and then there's Daniel and there's Max, and I fit right in. We were all the same height, and I was just felt right at home. <laughs> it was nice. It was good. Usually, everyone's so tall, and so it was nice. 
there was a photo from camp and from different things. So um, we went to the church in Dublin, Dublin Christian Fellowship. Um, so there we went, uh, there's the, the pastor, Brother Andrew, and there's a group photo of a few of us um, after one of the, after I think one of the services. There was a weekend of meetings. We, we arrived on the Wednesday, or the Thursday, I think. We arrived on the Thursday morning. Um, and then the Friday we held a service that was geared for the youth. And then the Saturday and the Sunday, um, a brother... Lubanza, Brother Harold, I think he was here in 1991, he told me. Brother Lubanza, he knew you, and he's, he's a missionary. I think he was in Ghana and different places, and he preached the Saturday and the Sunday. It was very good. Um, and this is Brother George. Um, just a quick introduction of Brother George. Brother George, if you heard Brother Max's testimony about how he learned to pray and the brother that invited him to pray all night and those types of things, this is Brother George here that we stood with. And he is a prayer warrior and a musician and a songwriter and he's got an incredible sense of humor too so we spent a couple of afternoons with him and it was just one of the one of the funniest people i've met as well and he was just he was talking about how he would go out to pray and he, one time he went out to a very dangerous part in africa i believe into a field and there was a ditch there that earned near for areas where you pray but it was dangerous people would rob you people would steal from you and so he would he would go out and he would start by saying oh lord you know i'm a poor man and he would pray out loud for a while that way. <laughs> and then he would go quiet and he'd pray for real for a while. And then in a couple minutes, oh Lord, you know I'm a poor man. So that everyone would leave him alone. <laughs> just a good sense of humor. Another time he was talking about how he just wanted, he, had, he was a new believer and he was wanting to see God. I don't see a change in my life. I just don't see a change in my life. I, I was praying and just crying out to God and really burdened that he hadn't seen this change in his life that he was wanting to see since coming to the message and seeing the Lord, I believe. And he went back to the lady, and he, there was a lady he was boarding with. He was a student, I think, and, and he was sitting there and just burdened, and I think the kitchen table or whatever, and she's, and she's sitting there, and she slams down her thing and says, Brother, or not brother, but George, you've changed. You're so boring now. And he laughed, hallelujah. <laughs> there was someone that saw the change. He hadn't seen it himself, but, but just a good brother. There's many young brothers that had gone through his, stayed at his house, and Brother Max, when he came, I believe, from the world to the message, he stayed some, spent some time with Brother George, and that just was a, a spot that was really helpful and beneficial. So he's a special, special brother. Um, while we were in, um, in Dublin Christian Fellowship, we had the chance to take a youth meeting. Um, so it was, it was geared for the youth, and we just took a thought of what's in your way. Asked a question, what's in your way? There's, in our Christian life, we'll always have something that'll come up. Israel was led to a Red Sea, and that was in their way, and Pharaoh's army was behind them, and now God was literally led them to that spot. He literally said that I'm going to put you in a problem, and he wanted to test to see what would happen. He wanted to see how are you going to react. And so what, what Israel did, you know, if Israel was really trusting, it, it, the Bible says that the, the, the Red Sea parted overnight. That night it was being parted, and they began to cross in the middle of the night as God led them. The ones that were trusting God, I hope, were asleep, right? It was nighttime. But I'm sure there was a whole group that wasn't sure what was going to happen and what to do. But God was in control the whole time, and he showed himself mighty. And it was interesting because what, what I found, and as I learned after the service, there was a thought that came to my mind about Jarius' daughter. And I'd never really thought about it much, but I love that song this morning. He's in the house. Jarius' daughter. What, when you think about Ezekiel in a valley of dry bones, right? What did those bones have anything to do with themselves being raised to life? They had nothing to do with it. What did Lazarus have to do with being raised from the dead? Faith comes by hearing, right? He was dead. What did he have to do with it? What did Jairus' daughter have to do with it? Absolutely nothing. But the law of faith worked through someone else. 
It worked through Jesus. It worked through Jairus. It worked through Ezekiel. And Ezekiel was the one that spoke. Thou son of man, speak. It wasn't even God that spoke. He said, you speak. And I just was started to think about Jairus' daughter came on my mind that day. And it ended up being that most of the young people weren't there. They're actually struggling quite a bit in Dublin. Pray for them. But most of the parents were there. And we started to talk about Jairus' daughter and how even she died. And you say, spiritually dead. But a concerned father could speak for his child. A concerned father could speak and come to Jesus for his dead daughter who had nothing left to do with it because she's dead. She was gone. But it didn't matter because the law of the speaker was more powerful. And I thought that was just hearing after that kind of the situation after just to see how God moved. It was, it was a special time. So God was good. Um, we'll move on quickly to Germany. This was a little bit more touristy. We didn't... We, but we spent some time with Brother Harold. You might recognize Brother Gerd Rodewald. Some people might recognize. And so he passed his greetings back. I think Brother, Brother Gerd and Brother Harold are the same age. And so he's the pastor there. And we had a chance to spend some time in the church there, New Year's in Germany. And we spent some time with tons and tons of young people as well. And, oh man. And the scenery is very cool in Germany. It was, it was, the, it was the homeland for many of us here. So it was, it was nice to be in Germany. So <laughs> I think I've got German roots too on my mom's side. So. Um, and now we'll go to the camp. So from Germany, we road-tripped with a group of young people, some, a few, a couple of young people, to Belgium for the camp. And the camp was a, a special camp. There's about 250 young people. It was the, the Newport Youth Conference. Um, we had an action-packed lineup of powerful speakers, Brother Danny Steeman, Brother Timothy Pruitt, Jr., and then a brother from, I believe, Brother Paul Lafontaine's church, um, Brother Rap Kruk. And he was a teacher and very good. And I recommend the, uh, the titles of the services were um, Thoughts of Freedom was the first one, the first night, or the first morning, uh, or the first night. And then the Friday morning was Brother Rap Kruk. He, he, uh, he spoke on Boiling Frogs in Babylon. Highly recommend listening to it. He spoke part two on Saturday morning. Um, and he did whatever's going on there with a flame and a balloon. So it was very good. Um, and then the, the evening service, Brother Timothy Pruitt, Born of Fire. It was a powerful service, and there was a testimony we'll play a video of in a second from there. And then the Saturday night was Scarecrows. He, Brother Timothy Pruitt spoke on, and Brother Danny Steeman spoke in the Sunday morning. It becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. And the presence of the Lord was just so strong. You couldn't stay in your seat most of that. For, at some point, there came a point where we couldn't stay in our seat. You're just up and out, and the anointing and the music, and it was just incredibly powerful to see what God was doing with the young people there. Um, the next is a couple, just a few face shots and a few different things, and you'll see a picture of Brother John Andes. After every single service, he would send me a photo saying I was streaming. Whether it was 2.30 2 his time or it was 7 o'clock his time, he streamed live every single service. So he sent us a photo, and, and Brother Max and I as well had a chance to be a part of <laughs> He was at Anytime Fitness, <laughs> and Brother Max as well, and we had a chance to be a part of the music, and it was, it was great. So if we can play... Brother Mark, um, I want to play a testimony. This is Brother, Brother Guido. I don't, know, I don't know him, but he was a man from Europe, a, a pastor from Europe, and I think he'd been res- well-respected for years and years and years. Um, he had passed away in November, and he, uh, his son, the man you see in the video there, I believe his name is Brother Isaiah, um, had been running from the Lord for, I think, all of his life, for 40 years until Friday night of that service. And there was just something that happened. And so Saturday night, he gave his testimony. And I just want to play. It's just the last few minutes of it. And it's just powerful to see what God can do after someone running for 40 years. And he's not a youth. 
But he came anyway. He wanted to come. And God did something. My wife told me, Sagte meine Frau zu mir, Should we go to church on Sunday? Sollten wir zur Gemeinde gehen am Sonntag? We went to the church. Wir gingen zur Gemeinde. I think it was the, the, the third. Und ich denke, das war dann der, der, der dritte. Brother David. Brother David. I can say. Und ich kann sagen. My pastor now. Mein Pastor jetzt. That's true. That's true. Es war. And um, he was preaching, of, uh, of course, with the passing of my dad. Passing of my dad. Ja, und er predigte natürlich uh, nach dem Heimgang meines Vaters. It's, of course, it was very hurtful for us as family. Und das war natürlich sehr schmerzlich für uns als eine Familie. But he changed the way he spoke in his service. Und dann veränderte er die Art und Weise, wie er sprach in diesem Gottesdienst. Und er fragte, ob jemand seine Hand erheben will. Und er sagte, ich wäre der Erste gewesen, der sein Leben zurück Gott gegeben hätte zu der Zeit. Also nun zwei Monate später sind vergangen. Jeden Tag las ich darin und hörte, hörte darin. Und dann kamen die Versammlungen heran. Und gestern, ja, als man für die Leute gebetet hat, stand ich da hinten. Also, und wir, waren bei, und wir waren beinahe fertig, mit den Leuten hier vorne zu beten. Und jemand, etwas sagte es mir, Jesaja, geh zum Altar. Und Bruder David Mayer, Bruder David Mayer stand hier. Und er legte mir die Hände auf und fing an für mich zu beten. Und in einer, in Bruchteilen einer Sekunde hat Gott mich mit dem Heiligen Geist erfüllt. Zurückschau in mein Leben. Oh mein. Ich dachte, ich bin so weit gegangen, dass Gott mir niemals vergeben könnte, für was ich getan habe. I can tell you things, but I won't. Ich könnte euch Dinge erzählen, aber das werde ich nicht. But never think. Aber denke niemals, dass ihr zu weit gegangen seid. Kommt zurück zu Christus. Gott segne euch. Es war sein Vater, der ein respektierter Minister war und er hat gerade geschehen. Und dann, ich denke, von Tod kann man Leben kommen. Und Gott hat begonnen zu arbeiten. Und dann, diese Nacht, Gott hat einfach etwas für ihn gemacht. Just powerful. I want to play one quick clip. I think it's at two hours, 31 minutes in. It's just a couple minutes of Brother Timothy preaching, just so you get a feel of the, the atmosphere and the, the, the service. I think it's the same clip, Brother Mark.
some incredible things that night. The altar call was, I think, probably a couple hours long, really. It was just in the after service. It was just amazing to see chains breaking and chains falling. We were playing the music, and I can say we were, you could just, you were this close to people, and you just see the faces and the people, and it was just powerful to see God move. So God is good. I'm going to share one more clip. I think it's one minute or one, one and a half minutes, and it's a young man. There. We're, we're, the camp was situated right next to the ocean, and let me tell you, it was not exactly warm, being next to an ocean, incredibly windy, and maybe zero degrees or plus five. We had had a group of conversation with some young people the day before saying, what would happen if someone wanted to get baptized? And it hadn't happened in years, actually, that anyone had asked, usually, I think, or they would usually send them back to their home church to get baptized. Well, the next day, I think it was, there was a young man, it struck his heart and said, I want to be baptized, and I want to be baptized now, and I want to be baptized there, and I want to, let's do it. And so they the young man was baptized, and this is the video that made, they made out of it. It's just powerful as he starts to run back to the shore. It's, you'll enjoy. One soul comes. All of heaven rejoices. Amen. Amen. 
Well, that's the end of what I have. Maybe, Sister Julie, if you could come and we'll sing one quick song as we turn it over to Brother Max. And I'll just say this about Brother Max. I've, I've spent now, we went down to BC over the summer, um, and we, we traveled together here. He's a Christian. He's a real Christian. And he's, he's humble. He's gentle. He, we have fun together. We, it's been, but it's just something to see the heart that he has. And I'll just say, though, when 30 seconds in, when he starts to preaching, his countenance is going to change, and it's going to be powerful, because I've seen him preach, and it is amazing. So I'm excited. We're excited to turn it over to Brother Max. Um, let's sing that song, I Give Myself Away. If we could all stand. I give myself away. away to the Lord can use you, amen. There's nothing greater than to surrender ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that's why we're here, surrendered heart people, to love him and give all that we, that we have to him, amen. Thank you for the music, amen. Maybe let's bow our heads this evening. Dear Lord, we just want to say thank you. Father, we just love you, Lord. There's no one, Lord God, there's no one like unto you, Lord. You are mighty in battle, O God. You are a great redeemer, Lord. Father, we just praise your name this evening. We just give you the honor and the praise. And Lord, we just, we just desire to surrender ourselves into your hands, Lord. Right from this morning, O Lord God, from the speaking of, Lord, wanting your leadership, O God. Taking away, Lord Father, anything that could be in the way that the water could flow, Lord. 
Father, we just ask that this evening, Lord God, that everyone will be out of the way, Lord, that I will be out of the way, O God. The Father, even the hearers, O Lord God, will be out of the way, O God. The Father, it will be you, O Lord, moving in this building this evening, Lord. For, Lord, we've not come here to see a man, Lord. We've come to see you. We've come to worship you, Lord. We've come to praise your name, O God. And we're just going to give you the preeminence this evening, Lord. We pray that you lead and guide, Lord, that you will be glorified in our midst, O God. Lord, you open your word unto us, Lord God. You are the interpreter of your word, O God. And Lord, you interpret your word by bringing it to pass. And we ask this evening that you bring your word to pass, O God. And whatever you have for us this evening, Lord, you bring it to pass in our lives, O God. The Father, we will not leave this place the same that we came in, O Lord. But Father, there will be a change, O God. The Father, we may climb up a little bit higher, O Lord, this evening. Lord, drawing a little bit more closer to you, O God. Forgetting about ourselves, O Lord God, and be yielded completely to you, Lord. Grant us your grace, we ask this evening, Lord. We surrender all to you now, Lord, that you receive the honor and the glory and the praise. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'll just leave you standing for a few minutes. I just, uh, just want to, once again, uh, uh, appreciate Brother Harold and Brother Ed. The opportunity to share something with you this evening. I sure also do appreciate Brother Andrew, Brother Moses, you know, for the encouragement. It's, it's really good. I really appreciate the word this morning, Brother Andrew. That was very good. I got to a point I just thought, man, it's better he stops because he seemed to be getting into what the Lord has laid on my heart. So, but we just thank the Lord, amen, that we are moving in the same channel, amen. And we trust in him for this evening that he will, he will have his way, amen. I sure have appreciated the ministry here. You know, the people who minister here has been a blessing. Every time you come to service, you're definitely being fed. And you never leave the same way that you come. So we do, we do appreciate and thank the Lord for, for putting men of God in the body that can prepare us for this rapture that is coming. And uh, we, we appreciate the Lord for that. The Lord bless the ministry richly. And we keep on praying for them. And they'll continue to feed us, amen, that we'll be ready for that day to come, amen. So as we stand, and maybe we can turn our Bibles uh, to Matthew chapter 16. From verse 24 to 26. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man, what is a, what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? May the Lord add his blessing to his word. You might have your seat. Amen. I hope you all can see me. Okay. I think everyone can see me then. That's good. It's pretty high for me here, but it's okay. We will, we'll get through it. Amen. Man, so if you want to have a topic tonight, if you just want to talk about to let go and let God, amen. 
as we heard this morning, Brother Andrew was talking about, you know, taking out the log, out and letting the, the water flow, amen. You know, letting that river flow in our lives, amen. It's just, you know, removing anything that could stand in the way of the Lord actually moving, amen. And earlier before, Brother Andrew came, Brother Ed came and was talking about leadership and how we desire the leadership of the Holy Ghost in our lives, amen. How we desire the Lord to be the one that is leading us, amen. And I believe every son and daughter of God, that's what they desire, amen. They desire the Lord to be the one to be the leader, amen. They want the Lord to be the one leading them, amen. And God, indeed, uh, in this day, is still in the business of leading his people, amen. He's still in the business of guiding his people, amen. And all that he's doing in guiding his people and leading his people is to, pr to prepare and to bring forth a people who are not going to compromise on the word, amen. It's to bring forth a people who are not going to be a master of themselves, amen. A people who are ready to surrender, amen. A people who are ready to give their whole life, no matter the cost of whatever it is, to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. And because he, you and yourself, there's no way that you can give away your own life, amen. It must take something greater to come in you for you to give away that life, amen. And that greater turn is nothing but the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. And that is why he's the one who wants to have preeminence in us, amen. And that's why he's wanting to have the lead and he's wanting to be the guide of his own children, amen. And we know that the Lord, he's a partnership God, amen. He's a God that doesn't work just by himself, but he's a God who works with man, amen. I mean, he always partnership with man, and as a matter of fact, he himself, when he came down, he came in the form of a man, amen. He came in the form of a man, as in the form of Jesus Christ, amen. And he came and he started to work and do different things. But you see, when he came, he didn't just say, I am the master, amen, and you are just down and be my slaves, amen. But when he came, he, he had gifts and he did have, you know, a lot in him. And he started to impart it to a 12 disciple that he chose to walk with, amen. He didn't decide to do the work all by himself, amen. But there were people that he called to say, I would like to walk with these people, amen. And hence, he started to give them the strand and started to give them what they needed to do what he could do also amen we can read in the bible and we can see that the, the disciples will go out and they as well will go and they will do miracles and they will do different and just as jesus christ did amen he was in partnership and all was to show that one day he is going to come back and he's going to have a preeminence in a people that is known to be his bride amen and we know that in this last age that we're living in the Lord is moving and is working through this bride. Amen. The Lord is working through this bride to do nothing but, you know, to continue on the work of reconciliation of the world back to himself. Amen. He's continuing the work of defeating the enemy. And he's doing it through no one else, but he's doing it through the bride. Amen. Amen. And that's why he's called this bride. And he's called this bride to be nothing but to be the final voice to this final age. Amen. And I believe that everyone in here can say that is what we are. Amen. And that is what we are desiring to be. Amen. To be that final voice to this final age. Amen. But as you read in the scripture, in order for you to walk with the Lord, there is something that ought to be done. And that is to let go. And let God have the preeminence. Amen. And I believe that this evening many here will like to let go. Amen. And let God have the preeminence. Amen. Now let's go back in the Old Testament to Deuteronomy chapter 30. Let's read from verse 19 to 20. And here is Moses now speaking. Amen. And Moses, 
As we know from the scriptures, you know, Moses was called to bring out, you know, the children of Israel out of Egypt. Amen. And Moses had brought them out and they've come, they've come down through the journey and they've come to a point and now Moses is given to them his last sermon. And now listen to what Moses says to them. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. Amen. That I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursing. Therefore choose life. That but thou and thy seed may live. Amen. That thou mayest love the Lord thy God. And that thou mayest obey his voice. And that thou mayest cleave unto him. For he is thy life and the land of thy days. That thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swore unto thy fathers. To Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob to, to, give, to give them. Amen. Now Moses is telling these people. You know, in this land where you live in, there are accursed things here, amen. There are things that are deadly in this land, amen. And Moses is telling the people, as I am leaving the scene, and as someone else is going to come and take my place, make sure that you don't go and take, to partake of these accursed things, amen. In other words, he's telling the people, you let go of everything of the world, amen, and you follow the message that I have given unto you. Amen. And after him, obviously, came Joshua on the scene. And Joshua also led the people to a certain place. And Joshua, were in Joshua chapter 24, verse 14 to 15, now Joshua also gives his last sermon to the people. And Joshua says to them, Now therefore fear the Lord, and serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt. And serve ye the Lord. Amen. Joshua was saying to the people, yeah, again, I am also living the scene, but again, I want to say to you, then leave the tents of Egypt, amen. He's saying unto the people, you know, as we, you're going on, he says, leave the gods of Egypt, amen. Leave the fashion that are in Egypt, amen. Leave the music that is in Egypt, amen. Leave everything that is part of Egypt, amen. Be not partake of that anymore because you are moving to another place, Amen. Hallelujah. And he told them, don't, don't keep on holding on to that slavery mentality that you had when you were in Egypt. Amen. Because the Lord Jesus Christ has come to set you free. The Lord Jesus Christ has come to bring you out of Egypt. Amen. Because you are his chosen people. Amen. And he has come and he has decided to come to take you, to bring you to a, to a place that he had ordained and he had purpose for you. Amen. And he continued to say it in verse 15, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord... Choose you this day whom ye will serve. Amen. What are the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whom land ye dwell? But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. And I believe that this evening the bride can say that as for us and our house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. We are not going to be partakers of the tents of Egypt. Amen. We are not going to be partakers of the tents of this world. Amen. But we are going to partake of this message of this truth that has been revealed to us in this last age. Amen. Amen. We know the brother Branham. His ministry was a type of both, you know, Moses and Joshua's commission. Amen. And he was, he was called, as we had this morning, you know, to call out a bride. Amen. 
to bring a bride out of a church, a denominational church, amen, to call the marriage, to be a chosen people, amen. And many places in the message we can find him say, you know, come out from among them, amen. Don't be partakers of a sense, amen. You know, what was he doing was bringing a bride out of a denomination, was bringing a bride off of dogmas and creeds of things that had already happened through the church ages, and God was coming to bring them out, to prepare them for a special place where he wanted to take them to, amen. Amen. And after Moses and after Joshua came on the scene, we had a great general also come, which was the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And as the Lord Jesus Christ also came on the scene, and we move into what we want to talk about this evening. Jesus Christ indeed spoke a lot of tongues, amen, that we could, we could refer to, amen. But this evening I want to look at the scripture that he talks about in Matthew chapter 16, amen. And in Matthew chapter 16, Brother Branham speaks about it in, in the teaching of Moses and he said, but the scripture is so important and some scriptures were so important that God put it in all the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But this is so important until he put us six times in the gospel. Six times this, six time this, this came from his own lips, Jesus, Amen. So six times with this scripture that we read in Matthew 16 was put in the gospel. Amen. And what was he saying? He was telling the people now. He said, and then Jesus said unto the disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Amen. And take up his cross and follow me. Amen. Now to walk this Christian walk, there's something that we ought to go, we ought to do, and that is to let go. Amen. To let go of anything that will be a hindrance. Amen. Amen. And it said, Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Amen. Now, there is a decision that we are going to come to one day. And I believe many of us have come to that decision. Every man is going to come to that decision. Every young brother is going to come to that decision. Every young sister is going to come to that decision. And that decision is, are you going to follow Christ or are you not going to follow Christ? Amen. Every boy and girl will come to that place, amen. In the invasion of the United States, Jeffersonville, 1954, Brother Branham said, he that will be a Christian, amen. Now, I'm talking about Christian. We're not talking about Christians the way the world defines Christians, amen. Now, the way the world defines Christian is just a man who just go to church on a Sunday, amen. It's just a man who just professes to be, to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. It's just a man who is just a Sunday believer. It's just a man who wouldn't, on Monday or on Friday, we'll go to the pub, we'll go to drink, we'll go to do different things. And he is still called a Christian just because he confesses Jesus Christ to be his Savior. Amen. But that is not the type of Christian that the Lord Jesus Christ is talking about. That is not a type of Christian that this message came to produce. Amen. The type of Christian that this message came to produce, Brother Branham said, that he that will be a Christian, let him strip himself of his own thoughts. Amen. He said, let him strip himself of his own works. Amen. Let him strip himself of everything. Amen. Deny himself and take up that consecrated cross and start to follow him daily. Amen. It is not a Sunday following. Amen. It is not a Wednesday following. Amen. It is not a special meeting following. It is a daily following of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a daily walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And that is what this message is come to produce. A daily walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And it said, he that will come after me, Brother Branham, keep on speaking. He that will come after me, let him do that. That's what Jesus said. Amen. Amen. 
Because there is a consequence, amen, to the decision that you make. Whether you're going to follow the Lord or not, there is a consequence to it. And the consequence is either life or death. Amen. Because in verse 25 of Matthew 16, it says, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Amen. So if you've chosen to follow him and you're going to lose that life, you're going to find it. But if you're going to decide that you're not going to follow him, then you are going to lose that life. Amen. So we can see here that to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, we ought to lose our lives. Amen. Now we know very well that there's no one in this building that can save one another. Amen. You cannot save me. I cannot save you. Amen. The only person who can save us is the Lord Jesus Christ. And we've been saved by his grace. Amen. And in John 5, 24, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. Amen. He is the one who does the salvation. Amen. And shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Amen. See, our lives are not in our hands. Amen. Our lives are in his hands. Amen. He is the holder. He is the one who holds the life. But however... We have been putting on a free moral agency. And there is a choice that we can make in our Christian walk. Amen. And we can make the choice to keep our lives. Or we can make the choice to lose our lives. Amen. That is a choice that is before every young person. That is a choice that is before every man. is before every woman. Amen. And to lose that life means to die to yourself. Amen. To be buried in baptism with him that he can raise you up again. Amen. That is it, to lose your life. But for you to keep that life means that you are going to carry on to continue to serve the gods who are on the other side of the flood in Egypt. That is what it is for you to keep that life. Amen. It means that you are still going to be a slave to the enemy. Amen. It means that you're still going to be a slave to the traditions of the, of the world, just like the scribes and the Pharisees were. When the Savior himself stood in front of them, but they couldn't, they couldn't believe it and they couldn't grasp why, because they were holding to their tradition. They couldn't get loose of it. They couldn't let it go. Amen. And hence, they, 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 they failed to recognize the very Savior before them. And many times this message can come to us, Amen. But because there is something that we cannot let go, and the very message that will give us life, we'll just stare at it and see it pass away by us. Amen. But we are called to lose this life, amen. But there is a principle about the seed. There's a principle about the predestinated seed of God. The predestinated seed of God was born to die to itself, amen. Because that seed has got only one goal, and that is to produce Jesus Christ. That seed doesn't want to produce anything else, because that seed came from God and is going back to God. And the only way for it to go back to God is for it to project God. Amen. And that's what our predestinated seed is. John 12, 24, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except the corn of wheat fall on the ground and dies, it abideth alone. But if it dies, it bringeth forth much fruits. 
And if we die to ourselves, then we're going to produce much fruits. Amen. And that's it in you is desiring to express itself. Amen. It's desiring to push itself out. Amen. It's desiring to produce and to project Jesus Christ. Amen. But we know that we've been born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Amen. And we come to this world and there is many loads upon our shoulders. Amen. There are different things we're taking from our family, from our dad's side, from our mom's side, from our grandparents and wherever it is. Amen. But there is a seed in there that is wanting to express itself. Amen. But there is all, and as the seed is desiring to express itself, amen, it's desiring to bring you to a surrendered place, amen, to a place where you're going to let go and say, you know, I am not of my dad, I am not of my mom, I am not of my grandpa, I am of God, because he made me, he brought me here, and he's coming to take me back home, and whatever he wants the seed to do, I'm ready to let everything go, and let him have the preeminence in me, Amen. Amen. You know, many a times, sorry, it's not as easy to be up here, eh? I wonder how they do whatever is on there. Amen. But many a times, you know, as we walk on and, you know, we come to a place that we do surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. We come to a place we do give our lives to the Lord. And we come to a place where the Lord grants us grace and, and fill us with the Holy Ghost. And, and we start to walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. But tonight, if you're in here, I believe I'm speaking to believers. But if you're in here tonight and you haven't made that decision and given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, he's here tonight. You don't need to put it off to tomorrow. You don't need to put it off to the next service, amen. He's here right now to do it, amen. And I tell you, man, it, it, it is not a man speaking, amen. It is him bringing his word to you. And it's saying to you, you let go of this evening, amen. And I'm ready to come down and fill you, amen. See, he's willing to give you the Holy Ghost more than you're willing to have it. Amen. And all what he's asking you to do, you just let it go, amen. You just surrender. You open yourself to me and I will come and fill it. Amen. So if you are here tonight and you've not surrendered your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, I tell you, this night is a night to do it. Amen. Don't put it off to another night. Amen. As we have from that testimony, 40 years that man have been struggling. He's been going for 40 years, struggling. But that night, amen, a voice came and told him, Isaiah, go to the altar. Isaiah had a decision to make. Isaiah could have said, you know what? I'm not going to let go. I am 40 years old. There are kids here. I cannot go to the front. That will be too shameful because I'm 40 years old. But Isaiah headed to the call. And Isaiah said, I don't care who's here. Don't care about who's sitting next to you. Don't care about mom. Don't care about dad. When you stand before God, you stand alone. And Isaiah went forward. And he said in a split second, yeah. it didn't take long. Oh, yeah. The moment he let go, God came down and fell him. And the moment you let go, God is going to come down and fill you. He's the same God anointed, amen. He's not a God of Belgium. He's not a God of Germany. He's not a God of Ireland. He's a God of the bride. He's a God of every son and daughter of God. If only you will let go and let him come in. And he's here to fill you tonight. Many times as believers come to a place and 
Indeed, we receive the Holy Ghost and we start walking with the Lord Jesus Christ. But then all the spirits started sprang up. And Brother Branham calls them enticing spirits. Some enticing spirits started sprang up. And Brother Branham said, actually, when he was speaking about enticing spirits, I remember Brother Ed going through a series on enticing spirits some couple of years back. So we're not digging really deep into it. But when Brother Branham was speaking about enticing spirits, he said, I will actually title this demonology. And he said, what is it? In enticing spirit, preached in 1955 in Jeffersonville. He said, what is it? It's enticing spirit. Coming, coming down, trying to substitute something for the word of God. God has no substitute for his word. It's eternal and forever. God has not in the substitute faith. Faith has no substitute. Hope will never take the place of faith. Faith is alone and stands alone. Amen. Many times we will walk our journey, but then these enticing spirits start to come in. Amen. The spirit of doubt starts to come in. The spirit of fear starts to come in. The spirit of worry starts to come in. As we walk in a walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. But tonight he's here to say to you, if you can let go of that doubt, if you can let go of that fear, young people, if you can let go of that worrying, am I going to make it? If you can let it go, he's here to come in and fill you, amen. He's here to come in and take that place, amen. Brother Abraham said, what is it to let go? Again, an enticing spirit, he said, how do you let go? He said, so many people are wondering, are wondering today saying, well, Brother Branham, how do you let go? I know you've had a lot of theology on it. Let go. A lot of people just work up a sweat and trying to let go. Many people come around and say, I'm going to go on a 40-day fast so I can do something. You don't need a 40-day fast. You need to let go. Let go of the world and all the devil stands and take God's word in your heart. You got to be taught how to do that. You don't do it by jumping up and down. Neither do you do it on a 40-day fast. But he said you do it by a surrendered heart to Almighty God. And on Friday on the young people, the Sardred were talking about a surrendered heart. That is how to let go. Is to have a surrendered heart, amen, to the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. And he continued to say, how do you do it, Brother Branham? Just let go. That's all you have to do. Take God's word. Don't try to rock up anything. Don't get down at the altar and beat and holler, amen. And now for those of you seeking the Holy Ghost, listen to this. Is that Lord? I'll pick it up from here. He said, don't get down at the altar of beat and beat and holler. Lord, give me the Holy Ghost. Lord, give me the Holy Ghost. He ain't coming with you beating on that altar. That don't do no good. No, that ain't the way he, that ain't the way he comes. It's taking him at his word. Amen. It's just taking him at his word. It is not a beaten. It is not a 40-day fast. It is take him at his word. 
Let go of doubt. Let go of fear. Let go of worry. And you take him at his word and see him move on the scene. Amen. You get the dynamics into place. You get the letting go into place. You get the worrying out into place. You get the doubting out of the way. You get the dynamics going. And you, watch, you get the mechanics going. And watch the dynamic come down. Because that is promise, amen. All you have to do is just surrender your heart and just take him out of his word. But these enticing spirit will come and try to let you doubt that word. These enticing spirit will come and try to bring fear in your life. Bring fear in the life of young people. But all he's saying to you, just take him out of his word. Amen. One time Peter... Oh, they were on a boat and they were, they were crossing, believe the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus went up to pray. And as he was coming back down, he started walking on water and they saw Jesus walking on water. And as Peter saw that, and he said, Lord, if that be you, bid me come. And the Lord said unto him, come over. And he, and he believed and he started to walk on water, amen. And he started to walk. And he was keeping his eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He let go of every doubt. For a moment, he, could, he didn't think about gravity. For a moment, he forgot about the fact that you cannot walk on water. He let everything go. Because Jesus told him, you come. Amen. And if you can take him out of his word. It's tonight and whatever is saying to you, if you can just take him out of his word. When Peter did, he started to walk on water. He forgot about himself. He forgot about everything. But then when the billows started to rise, when some doubt started to come in, when some fear started to come in, when he started back to come to himself and started to realize, wait a second, I'm just a man. But if you can realize that you're not just a man, because God is in here, amen. You are more than just a man. You are a son and daughter of God, amen. You've been born with a prize. You've been born with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. His DNA has been injected in you. Once he started to forget about that, and started to realize he was just a man, and started to see the billows, and started to see the storm rising, what happened? He started to sink. He started to go down. Why? Because he was listening to the other voices. He was listening to the enticing spirit that was rising up next to him. And he was starting to go down. But if the bride could only hear that only voice and could shut out any other voice and stay in that holiest of holies and let that curtain drop back behind you, I tell you, there's not going to be anything that is going to be impossible unto you. Brother Branham said it one time in a quote. He said, many times we say there's nothing impossible with God. But he said, I want you to know something. That there is nothing impossible with you too. Because you are a son of God. Because you are a daughter of God. Because it is not you doing it. If only you can let go. It is no more you. It is him and you speaking the word. And so far as Peter... Could keep his eyes on Jesus, he could walk in water. 
So far as we can keep our eyes on him, there's nothing impossible to us. Amen. And there was one day, there was an older man. His name was Moses. Moses had been in the back of the desert for 40 years. He knew he was commissioned. But he thought maybe the Lord has changed his mind. He thought maybe the Lord is going to choose someone else. Because he thought maybe he's failed the Lord. And perhaps tonight you're sitting here and you're thinking maybe you failed the Lord. And you're thinking maybe, you know what, he's going to choose someone else to do the job. But I tell you, Collins, without repentance, if he called you to do it, you are going to do it. It doesn't matter whatever it is, you are going to do it. Even if you have to take you to the back of the desert, he would do it, but you have to do it. Because on that commission, your name has been inscribed beneath it. And no other name is going to go underneath. But it's your name and it's you going to do that work. Amen. And Moses was at the back of the desert. An old man with a stick in his hand. Taking care of Jethro's sheep. And one day the Lord came to him. And told Moses, he came and it was at a burning bush and he said, take off, your, take off your shoes for the grounds that you stand on are holy grounds. And he gave him a commission and said, Moses, the time has come for you to go and deliver my people. Now notice, Moses, he's an old man. The Lord is telling him, you go and deliver my people from the greatest army that is on earth. And he said to him, as you go, and I'm not going to give you any army. You're going by yourself. And the only thing you're going to have in your hands is just a stick. That's all he gave him. Moses had every right to doubt that. Moses had every right to say, Lord, this is impossible. Moses had every right to say, God, I can't do this. This is beyond. This, is, this, this, this makes no sense. But Moses took him out his word. Moses said, if God said it, I don't care about what anyone says. If he said it, that settles it. I am going and I am going to do it. And as a matter of fact, Moses won and Moses done it. Amen. Why? Because he took God out of his word. He let go of every fear. He let go of every doubt. He let go of anything that in a circumstance seems impossible to him. And he went, and he took God at his word. And as he took God at his word, God backed him up, amen. And he defeated the greatest army that was in the world. Till the point, the one that came to the Red Sea, it seemed that the victory was not really successful. And sometimes the Lord might be leading you. You come to a place and it looks like it's not really successful. But you keep on taking them out of his word. If he told you that you are going to bring them out, you are going to bring them out. If he told you that your son is going to come back home, your son is going to come back home. If he told you that you are going to be healed, you are going to be healed. It doesn't matter what any circumstances around. It doesn't matter the red sea in front of it. It doesn't matter the army, the army that is coming behind you. If he said that you are going to do it, you are going to do it. Amen. Because it is his word. Amen. And though the Red Sea came before him, but the Lord made a way for him. And the very enemies that were fighting against him, those very enemies, where were they? At the bottom of the sea. 
And the very enemy of doubt that is fighting you tonight, the very enemy of fear that is fighting you tonight, if he said that you are a son of daughter of God and you are going to grow up in faith, that very enemy will be at the bottom of the sea. Because that is his place. He'll be nowhere but under your feet. Because that is his promise, do you? I remember one time, it was in Ireland. And I was sick. I was very sick. I was at home. We didn't really go to the hospital. So I was just at home. I was very weak and very sick. And I was just lying in bed, couldn't do much. Obviously, you have mommy always, always around and mommy taking care of you. It's nice time sometimes, you know. <laughs> you know, mommy, mommy brings you, you know, the, 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 you know, the hot chocolate and, you know, mommy, you know, taking care of you, passing all, you know. <laughs> and it's nice sometimes. But however, I was sick. I'm very weak. And one night, it must have been somewhere around 2 a.m. to 3 a.m., and I was lying there, I could barely sleep. Just kind of in between sleeping and being awake, sleeping and being awake. And I don't know what it was, but it must have been a dream, I think, I don't know. But all of a sudden, a shadow stood beside my, my bed. And it wasn't a form of a man, and it was a dark shadow. And that shadow told me, you are not going to see tomorrow. You are going to die. And I woke up. And I tell you, friends, fear started creeping. The shadows just told you that you're not going to see tomorrow. And it was so real because I felt it. I saw it. It was there. And it said that you're not going to see tomorrow. And fear started to creep in. And I was lying in my bed and I was thinking, man, what can I do? I was too weak to get on my knees and just lying there. And there were two choices to make. Well, I'll say, well, I'll get my casket ready and I might as well go home. A voice back. Amen. And as fear started to rise and doubt started to rise and started to think, well, what can I do? I can't really pray. But you see, God, he doesn't care how you pray. You know, it's good to be on your knees. It's good to come to the altar. But what he's looking at is your heart. He's looking to see, do you really believe what you're asking? He's looking to see, do you believe what you're really praying about? And as I was lying on that bed, and fear was rising, and doubt was rising, and worry was rising, all of a sudden, something else started to rise up. And as something else started to rise up, I started to say, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the enemy, and even the foes, they came unto me to eat up my flesh. David said that I stumbled and fell. And he said, though an enemy should come against me. He said, in my heart and all fear. Though war should rise against me. He said, in this would I be confident. And I said, that's what the word said. And even though he said, I'm going to die. But the word says that I don't have to fear. 
He said, even don't walk and race. But he said, he's going to take care of me. And I started to take God at his word. And as I started to take God at his word, somebody rose up on me and said, you tell that devil that I, the Lord, I'm not done with you. And tomorrow, you are going to stand before the saints of the children of God. And you are going to testify to them that I have brought you from death to life. And you can finish that story because I am standing here right now. If only you can take him out of his word. If only you can let go of the doubt. If you can let go of the fear. There is a word. There is a promise. The devil cannot take you out of this world. Your life is in his hands. Amen. If you surrender all to him. There's no devil that can beat this God. No fear can beat this God. No doubt can beat this God. Because he is the living God. Amen. And he's still watching over his children. And when trials come, and when testing comes, all he's looking for, are you going to take me at my word? The promise is there. Amen. The promise is there for you. The word is not for anyone else, friends. The word is for the bride, amen. And as a matter of fact, he so much cared about her that he brought a messenger down to come and open this book to you. To say, I want you to fully understand what is in there. For you to know your place and know that this is for you. And you eat that book and see that word manifest in your life. He's still a miracle working God. He hasn't changed. If anything has changed, we have changed. But there is a way back. And the way back is to let go. The way back is to let go of your doubt. The way back is to let go of your fear. The promise is true. The word is true. What are you going to do about it? Sometimes they may come to you and tell you, your loved one is not going to come back home. Your loved one is gone. But one thing you ought to know, if he's a predestinated seed, he's going nowhere. He's coming back home. But it's honest, if you can surrender and say God has got a hold of him and you can just let it go. You know, Brother Branham, when Brother Billy Paul went off and he went on doing his own stuff, Brother Branham just claimed him. And he forgot about it. He just left it. You know, he's my, I've claimed him. The devil can't do anything to him. He just took the word. Because he's a predestinator, see? And God brought him back. Amen. There was one time when Amram and Jochebed, they were praying for a son. And the Lord gave them Moses. And when the Lord gave them Moses in that time, the law had been passed because, you know, the children of Israel were kind of increasing and increasing and increasing. So Pharaoh was like, what do we do about this? And one of the, 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 the people in Pharaoh's, you know, palace said, you know, let's just kill all the, you know, all the, the little boys. And in that way, they're not going to increase and also all those kind of things. And Moses was born at that time. And Moses was born at that time. And, and, and here was Amram and Jacob and they were wondering what to do. And for some couple of days, they were hiding the baby. They were trying their best to keep that baby to themselves. 
Because they thought that they were going to be able to save that baby. They thought that in their strength they were going to be able to do something about it. And sometimes in a strength we think we're able to save the loved ones. Sometimes in a strength we think we're able to do something. But it came to a point that the Lord gave a dream to Amram. And Amram got to understand that I can do anything about it. God gave it to me and I'm just going to give it back to him. Amen. And they believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord showed Amram what to do. And Amram went and built his little ark. Amen. And they put the baby in. Amen. And Brother Branham spoke and he said, that the moment they went to the Nile, and they put that baby in that Nile, he said that Jesus was sitting on his throne. And he said Jesus just rose up from his throne. And he said, Gabriel. And he said, Gabriel. He said, Gabriel, come here. And Gabriel said, Lord, here I am. And Gabriel came. And he said, Gabriel, call all the angels to come on over. And he said, and the angels came over. And the Lord Jesus Christ said, I want you guys to look down for a moment. He said, here are some people who are taking me at my word. He looked down and said, here are some people who will believe in me. Amen. Here are some people who are acting upon what I told them to do. And if you can believe them and believe that the word says that, you know, the promise is unto you. And it's unto your children. And it's unto those that are far off. He's going to call this angel. He's going to call Gabriel and say, Gabriel, look down to those people. They're believing on me. But the story did not end there. He told Gabriel, I want you to call down 10,000 angels. That boat was in the Nile. There were crocodiles in the Nile. There were many dangerous stuff in the Nile. But God said, because they took me at my word, 10,000 angels right now are going down to guide that ship. And when you take him out of his word, that love went out there in the world. He's going to send 10,000 angels. Don't worry about the crocodiles of the world. Don't worry about the temptation of the world. Tell 10,000 angels, I've been commissioned to do just one thing. And that's to watch over him and bring him or her back home. But Gabriel had a question. Gabriel said, fair enough. Definitely, Lord Jesus Christ, we're going to do that. 10,000 angels are going to go down. And we're going to guide that ship and make sure the nothing touches it. But he said, Lord, I've got a question for you. And he said, Lord Jesus Christ, where are you going to be? He said, don't worry about that. I am going to be at the receiving end. He's going to be at the receiving end waiting for him to come in. The angels are going to guide him. The angels are going to guide that loved one by that. Don't worry about them. And he's going to bring them in. And don't be surprised when they walk through that door. Don't be surprised when they come down here. Because the Lord Jesus Christ, he's out of receiving them. And he's right here. And he's waiting. Because he knows his angels are guiding them back home. And they're going to come back home. And he's going to receive them. The prodigal son went away one day. It looks like... All hope was gone. But God was working all things for good. God was taking everything away from him. He didn't want to let go. But God said, I'm going to make you let go. And all his riches, he started taking them all away. And he started to take everything away. That he came to a point that he was eating with a swine. 
And maybe your loved one may be in a worse condition. Maybe he might be drinking. He might be lost in drugs or whatever it is. I don't know. But God was making it all to work that way because he was at a receiving end. Because that day when the prodigal son was coming back in, I tell you, his dad, his dad was right there. And he said when he saw him afar off, he just started opening his arm to receive him. And when he came back home, I tell you, it wasn't a little party there. And it's not going to be a little party in heaven. When a loved one comes back home, it's going to be a rejoicing in heaven. All the angels are going to rise up. All they are going to start rejoicing because of the a son because it is his daughter if only you can let go if only you can trust them if only you can forget about your doubts and you are and obey them let it go on his hands and see them 10,000 angels bring them back to their receiving end where Jesus Christ is he might tell you you're never going to get healed he might tell you your sickness is never going to go away. But he's still a healer, amen. And we know that this message, there was an angel that came down. And when that angel came down and said, if only you would be sincere. No cancer, not even cancer can stand before you, amen. And we can have the testimonies over and over and over and over in the tapes. Not cancer, not TB, not diabetes. What sickness you want to mention? None of them could stand before this message. All of them had to crumble at his feet. Because it was God. It was his commission. Because he said so. And that settled it. No sickness could stand before this message. And no matter what sickness you've got. Any enemy trying to come to you and say, you're never going to get healed. There is a message, amen. There is a promise, amen. But there's something that you must notice. In the prayer lines, one of the people will come up to Brother Branham and he will pray for them. And after he's prayed for them, most of the times he will say this I just took a couple of them. You pray for someone and say, Don't worry, you go believing. He said, don't doubt. Go believing. One place he said, oh, mother dear, don't fear. Jesus is here to heal you. Do you accept it? Go on your road rejoicing and be happy. Another place he said, God bless you, sister. Go on your road rejoicing. Happy rejoicing, praising the Lord. When you let go, there is a joy to start bubbling in your heart. Because you know that he's now in control. When you let go, when those people really let go, and many testimonies we could talk about. We could talk about Brother John Ryan. When he had hope to be prayed for. And Brother Branham told him, you're healed. And going over, and he walked down the stairs, and... He still couldn't see, and he came back up. And he said to him, hey, well, you told me I was healed, but I can't see. And he said, you believe me to be the prophet of God? He said, yes, I do. And he said, well, the Lord told you healed. You go on and keep on rejoicing and believing you receive your healing. Right. And he went on his way. 
And he kept on saying, praise the Lord for healing me. He started to let go of his doubt, amen. He started to let go of his fear. He started to forget about the symptoms, amen. He started to forget about the fact that he was blind. And he started to say, praise the Lord for healing me. But Brother said the next service he could barely preach. Because your man would just raise up up there in the balcony. And he would just say, praise the Lord for healing me. He would say, x-ray, x-ray, praise the Lord for healing me. And it seemed to be ridiculous. The people seemed to be laughing at him. Some of the young people might have been looking at him and saying, maybe this man has gone out of his mind. But there was something deeper that had happened to him, amen. That is, there's something that's happened that he had come in contact with God. And he knew that God. God has done the work. Amen. And whatever the sickness is, if you can come and come with him and know that he has done his work, you know, he started to rejoice and he started to praise the Lord for it because he knew from now on, the battle is no more mine, but the battle is the Lord. Amen. He knew that he was no more in control of it, but God was in control of us. Amen. And all those enticing spirits may come and tell you and bring you fear. But there is a faith that if you can get a hold of it, amen, it is going to set you free. When he realized that he wasn't in control of the battle, but the Lord has put a five-star general in front of that battle, amen. A five-star general was standing in front of that sickness, amen. And he had J-E-S-U-S. That was the star that was on his back. And I tell you, he has a record that he has never lost one battle, amen. He has a record that has not been one sickness that's been able to defeat him, amen. He has, he has a record, amen, that he's gone down to hell and he's taken away the keys of that devil. And not only did he take that key away, but he kicked that devil away and he said, you go down to hell and tonight you can tell that fear you go to hell you can tell that death you go to hell because my God has done the work because my God he's the one who's leading the battle and though he's the five star general J-E-S-U-S but he looked at his people and he said, I cannot just let them alone like that. They need a badge too. And I'm going to give them a badge as well. And he said, I'm going to give them that badge. And that badge is going to start with an F. Oh, glory be to God. And that badge is going to go on with an A. And it's going to go on with an I. Oh, hallelujah. And it's going to go with a T. And it's going to go with an H. Hallelujah. Oh, you've got that faith. He's put it in you. And it's saying to you. Oh, hallelujah. You go forward and you go conquer. That faith is in you. The badge is on you. Nothing can stand faith. Doubt cannot stand faith. Fear cannot stand faith. Worry cannot stand faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's in the house tonight. Faith is in the house tonight. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it, brother? What are you going to do about it, sister? Faith is in the house. Are you going to hold on to your doubt? Are you going to hold on to your fear? Are you going to let it go? And let God come in. And let that face start to move into action. Oh, hallelujah. 
Friends, let me take a breath. God is good. I tell you, the devil's in trouble tonight. Hallelujah, because I'm feeling good right now. And it's not me feeling good. It's the Holy Ghost feeling good. Because the Holy Ghost is here. The spirit of liberty is here tonight. He's here to set someone free. Amen. He's here to move in someone's heart. Amen. He's here to take away some doubts and fear. They've been lingering around for too long here. He said, this is not my pride. My pride cannot have fear. My pride cannot have doubt. My pride cannot have worry. My pride was born to be a faithful bride. My pride was born to take him out of his word. Hallelujah. And he's here tonight. Oh, my. You know, friends, last year, July, in the special meetings, Brother Dwayne Lawson was preaching. And he spoke about some joy shoes. You remember them joy shoes? I think some of you have taken them shoes off. But tonight he's come with a new pair of them. He's come with a new pair of joy shoes on tonight. And he's come to say, you put on them shoes tonight. And he want to tell you, yeah, don't take it off. Don't take that shoe off. Them joy shoes wasn't just for the special meetings. Them joy shoes was for every day. Them joy shoes all were given to you to defeat the enemy. You start rejoicing about it. Oh, hallelujah. That's what he told the people. Brother Branham told them, go rejoicing. Go praising the Lord. Go put on them joy shoes. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. It is a united time, friends. Hallelujah. The bride and Christ are becoming one. Hallelujah. It is time for the invisible union of the bride and Christ. We've been trampling around this mountain for too long. But now we're going up higher. It's home going time. It's home going time. Oh, hallelujah. Oh my, oh, I got my jaw shoes on. I don't know about you, but I got mine on. Young people, you, you gotta put your joy shoes on. Listen, listen, let go. Don't be scared. Forget about mom, forget about dad. This is you and God. If it's telling you to say amen, say amen. If it's time to rise up on your feet, rise on your feet. If he wants you to run away, put them joy shoes on. You tell that devil, I've been set free. You tell that devil, I'm no more pain. You tell that devil, hell is not going to hold me down. You tell that devil, oh, there is no, there is no, there's nothing in this world that's going to hold me down. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, them joy shoes. Oh, them joy shoes. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I feel like David. I feel like dancing. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. He's in the house tonight. Dad has to flee. Every fear has to flee. He is God. 
in his people, united with his people. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory. Oh, my. The devil is in trouble tonight. We let him go. We let him go everything tonight. We let him go to fear tonight. Brother, you let him go? You let him go, Brad? You let him go? You let him go, John? You let him go? 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 Hallelujah. Whoa! Oh, my. You let him go way at the back there. You let him go. Hallelujah. You let him go right there. Amen. He's in the house. Oh, glory be to God. He's here to restore everything back. This is his bride. This is his people. He felt you bound for so long. But tonight, he's here to set you free. Tonight, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. God is in the house. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. You are an eagle. You are an eagle. Set your wings to the current of faith tonight. Set your wings to that current of faith tonight. Because he's in the house. Oh, there's coming a day. There's coming a day. That is bright. She's going to walk on this wall for the last time. There's coming a day. That you're going to walk in this church. For the last time. There's coming a day. Oh, hallelujah. There's coming a day. That we are going to pray for the last time. There's coming a day. That Brother Ed is going to stand at this pulpit. For the last time. There's coming a day. That we are going to see. The darkness of night. For the last time. There's coming a day. That I am going to shake brother's hands and tell him goodbye for the last time. Because there's coming a day that his bride is going to let loose of gravity. She's going to let loose of gravity. There's coming a day that nothing is going to hold her down. There's coming a day that she's going to be plumb out of this world. Oh my. All that is coming to power. All that is greater than gravity. All that is going to lift us up. All glory. Into a glorious land. Into a city. Where there is no night. Into a city. Where the Lamb is the light. Oh, where there's no more worry. Oh, where there's no more doubt. Oh, where there's no more fear. May the musicians come up tonight. I'm going to believe it tonight. I'm going to believe it tonight. He is. He's here tonight. 
Nothing's gonna hold this bright. She's predestinated. She is gonna make the rapture. They can call us holy rollers. They can call us fanatics. They can call us whatever they want. But one of these days, they are going to call us God. Because that's what we are. God embodied in his bride. God working through his bride. Glory be to God. How many will let go tonight? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What's on your heart, Julia? Pardon? He's in the house. He's in the house tonight. Sing it like you believe it. It is your promise. The devil cannot take it away from you. It is yours. Take it. Claim it. Tell the devil, you are under my feet. Tell that fear, you are under my feet. Tell that doubt, you are under my feet. Tell that worry, you are under my feet. Someone help us sing his brother John. Believe it. Believe it tonight. Little girl was lying Sing it like there. you believe it. People all were weeping. They can laugh at us. They just laughed at Jesus when but that's he said she's only sleeping. Oh, yes. And as he took her by the hand, oh, yes. she began to live oh, again. Oh, this is going to live again. Some began to praise oh, the Lord. Yes. Who's gonna Began to say, He's in the house, and death has to flee. Now there is light where darkness used to be, and now there is hope. There's no Shines on oh, he's shining on us for tonight. all the world to see that he's in the house. Oh, yeah. oh, and death has to flee. Now there is life where darkness used to be. So death has to 
spirits at work. Faith or doubt. And we're going to cast the evil one out. Because faith has come to destroy the works of the enemy. God is here tonight. Friends, just let go. Let go. One day we're going to face God alone. I want to face him tonight. Let go. Forget who's beside you. Whatever the devil has put over you, let it go. God is here tonight. He's here to destroy the enemy. I don't know if we can sing. He never promised that the cross would not get heavy. Show. 